Welcome to the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast, where we talk about all things Wrestle Strong Dojo. Today we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 19, Master of Fate. My name is Elliot, and as always, I am joined by Sean. Sean, how are you going? I'm doing just wonderful, Elliot. Thank you for having me once again. Uh, we've got a big, big episode to uh, to look at. This is possibly, possibly one of the most eventful episodes in Wrestle Strong Dojo history. Definitely one of the biggest episodes that we're talking about. So we're going to get straight into it. Uh, we start this episode with with a promo from someone who, I guess, you know, looked like he was going for a little bit of sympathy, but um, I have a feeling that may not have come across that way. No, no. I've just got in my notes in front of here um, just a big highlighted crocodile tears. Um, uh, Jake Gibson uh, dressed up like uh, oh, like he's trying to get an ambulance chaser to come and help him out. Um, I don't know if he's trying to get the if the sympathy from all the stuff he's done over the years. If uh, if anyone's going to really believe him, but I'm not so sure if he's actually trying to to have some kind of charity to try and help the the downfall of Adam Fakar, but. I can tell you now that sounds more like a chance of him trying to set up a slush fund. Yeah, he sort of came across as, uh, you know, you see them in the movies and that where, um, you know, someone would get an injury and it looks like a little cut. And then all of a sudden you see them in the courtroom and they're all bandaged up with a neck brace. That's sort of what uh, this came across as. And I'll tell you what, he definitely wasn't getting any sympathy from me. No, and I don't think you need to give him any sympathy uh, I'm sure he actually considered using mascara as well to try and uh, try and put it up as if he's got some kind of black eye and also to accentuate the tears that he was trying to uh, yeah let's just say he won't be getting an Oscar for that performance no he won't be and for anybody who was watching and who actually tried calling the number and giving to this um, this I guess cause that this fund that he set up um, uh, it is a scam, and if you were silly enough to call, I think um, you sort of, um, you know, it's your own fault. Yeah. You know what they say about a fool and their money. And then after this, we get a couple of promos from uh, Kaizoku and uh, Aragon. Uh, these two wrestlers we saw for the first time, Wrestle Strong Doji TV, uh, at the Rumble in the Rig. This will be the first time that we see them in singles action. Yeah, it's good to see... Uh couple of new faces as you said we, we have seen them they're not completely new to our screens however we haven't had a chance to see them go one-on-one yet um it's very interesting to see them go against each other uh i liked what they had to say beforehand i mean obviously they were happy about being in the rumble but they weren't exactly happy with their with the outcome so this was their chance to come and really show what they had and Tell you what, I really enjoyed this match. This is one of the, my favorite matches so far of this season. Yeah, it was a very good match, very entertaining match, very hard hitting. Uh, both these wrestlers wouldn't exactly be able to make the light heavyweight uh, division. No, no, I think you're right there. I mean, uh, they'd be lying if they said they could. Uh, as the commentator said, and even Aaron Gone himself uh, built like a tank. I think we heard a fair few times and. It wasn't a lie, and uh, Kaizuku, he is a he's a he's a specimen. He's a he's tall, he's athletic, he's muscular. So 
you know what they were bringing. It was tough. It was hard. Uh, some great action in that fight. Yeah, the match going just over 10 minutes, 10 minutes, one second, uh, which saw Kaizoku uh, pick up the one, two, three uh, when he was able to hit his finisher. I believe he's called it the Stranded at Sea. Um, yeah, very hard-hitting match. Um, a couple of chops there from Aragon. And yeah, this is a very good way to kick off the uh, the episode, this particular match. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, very good match. Technically very sound. Um, obviously, both both wrestlers really paying attention. Some good chain work, especially from Aragon. Um, with some good escapes from Kaiser Uh Aragon obviously trying to keep things grounded. He's a, a low-base amateur-style wrestler, whereas in uh, Kaiser not so much a power wrestler, but just a bigger, stronger wrestler, quite athletic, so he'd, he'd rather stay up. Um, we did see he'd take the leg out of Aragon, which is a very, very good idea. Somebody who's low to the ground, who works off that you know stability, being able to take that away from him really helped him out. But uh, Aragon, one tough man. He really he he was going hard. A couple of really strong suplexes, as you said, thunderous chops right into the chest of Kaizuku. Uh, but that finisher, what what'd you say it was called? The stranded at sea. Yep, I I don't want to be hit by that or be stranded at sea. Either one of them. Kaizuko picked up the one, two, three, clean finish and uh, nice respect shown from Aragon in the loss. It was good. The uh, the Bonnie Rig crowd there, very appreciative of both men's efforts. I'm looking forward to seeing these two wrestlers and uh, where they head in uh, WrestleStrong Dojo. Yep, you and me both. I mean, they both talked it up before the match. Uh, Aragon watching over tape and uh, reading through the comments. Kaizuko... Uh, almost reminiscing of what, what could be from his ship. Uh, both of them came to play or didn't come to play. Sorry. They both came to win and uh, it was wonderful. So I, I'd love to see some more of them both in the ring. Yeah. I noticed you used the adjective play. <laughs> That's a, well done there, Elliot. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. I digress. Uh, so after this, uh, we, uh, we get a, a couple of promos here. It seems as though our friend, Mr. Jack Hellering, has been out solution scouting. Yes, he's uh, been soliciting the wrestlers. Uh, looks like he's not having the easiest of time getting them to sign on the dotted line or even answer his calls. So uh, it looks like he's, um, I, I think he's, when we're talking about playing, I don't think he's playing anymore. He looked extremely serious. So uh looks like, He's got the ire of Lasora, or sorry, Lasora's got the ire of him. Uh, watch out, Lasora. Watch your back. Um, and then after this, we get a bit of a, I don't know, a Mystic Nation training challenge. Um, I've got to say, uh, watching Oshaz Namaste, I don't think I would have attempted any of what he was trying to do there. No, uh, I I wasn't sure if I was watching Shaz Namaste or a uh, an outtake from Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Because that was some flipping stuff going around there. Amazing. But uh, kudos to Jess for, um, for having a good old Aussie try. And then after this, we uh, come to uh, uh, seems to be a weekly feature on Wrestle Strong Dojo. The uh, Leto's Creature Feature Show, where it seems as though, you know, we talked about earlier, Jack Hellering 
doing a bit of scouting for the solution. It seemed as though she may have been uh, doing a bit of scouting her own. Mm, oh, watch this space. It's very, very spooky and very interesting. After this, we're probably going to now start to get into the meat and potatoes of this particular episode. The match between uh, Russell Strong Dojo heavyweight champion Adam Vicar and uh, Dean Draven. Yeah, this is the big one. This is the one we've been waiting for. We know Adam Fakar won the WrestleStrong Dojo Heavyweight Championship. First ever WrestleStrong Dojo Heavyweight Champion. Won it in a three-way battle between Dean Draven himself and Elmas Terrible. Beforehand, we did see a little bit of uh, Adam Fakar talking about Dean Draven, what it's going to be like defending the title against him. We heard from the third man there, El Mas Terrible, the Queen of Chance holder, talking about how he thinks the match is going to go. And look, we know what we've been waiting for. This is the big one. Dean Draven, legend of Australian wrestling, 25 years. Adam Fakar, defender of the children. He's there, the champ, fighting champion. This was the big one, and the crowd was really excited for this, as well, as I was, and I know you were too. Yeah, I was too, and both wrestlers really got me excited for this. Uh, look, last week we heard Adam uh, pay his respects to Dean, referring to him as a brother, and even uh, you know we heard from him in the little promo before the match, he talked about Dean being someone that he respects the most out of anybody else. Look, you know... Unfortunately, the match happened the way it did. And, you know, look, I don't want to talk about the end just yet. I want to talk about the match itself. I think what we were witnessing was probably one of the uh, the best heavyweight matches in WrestleStrong Dojo history. A match where you're watching and you really don't know who's going to win. This was just up and down. One minute Adam would be in control. Next minute Dean would be in control. It was just such a great match. I'm with you. It was for so long, neither man wanted to give an inch. They both had respect for each other. Uh, Obviously, Adam with his MMA background, and not just background, he still trains in MMA. Um, He does a lot of grappling. It's not just a gimmick. He really does run a gym. He does teach children. He does spar and train with professional fighters and fought himself inside the cage. So the mat, that is his domain. But Dean, for 25 years, he's been grappling and wrestling all around Australia. So he knew what he was doing on that mat too. Watching them both was like a chess game. If, you know, chess was also getting punched in the face and having your your limbs ripped off. Now, there was a lot of punching in the face in this match, a lot of elbows to the face. A lot of grappling, a lot of reversals. This match went 16 minutes, 13 seconds. And now we're going to talk about it, Sean. We're going to talk about that ending. Uh, What happens is Dean, towards the end of the match, goes to get a chair. Looks like he's going to use it, but then, you know, does a respectful thing. Doesn't use it. Looks like Adam's in control. And then who comes to the ring? Banjo bloody powers and of course Lido following him behind um, yeah I don't know 
Uh, I, I'm like the rest of you guys. I'm sure disappointed. Uh, I could see during the match when Dean got the chair, it looked like frustrations were going to boil over, but I thought a cooler head had prevailed. Um, uh, I don't know if Banjo had gotten in his ear or if Dean had decided to um, to go out on his own and recruit Banjo and Lido to join him. But uh, it was what it was. We thought we thought Adam was going to fight them off and Dean had had his back. But when he turned his back, that's when Dean decided to strike. And uh, geez, he broke the chair over Adam. Uh, the crowd was, was hushed, you know. They, they were shocked. They, they didn't think they were going to see this. It's just terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, and look, um, you know, Dean did have his back. Unfortunately, um, it was with a chair. And uh, he whacked that chair a couple of times, broke the chair, as you said, picked up the one, two, three, and uh, look, just one of those things that, you know, as I said, you know, Adam was talking about the respect that he had for this guy. And then to have it in like that, just, um, I don't know, I'm still a bit, still a bit speechless. Yeah, it, it was really, um, it was disappointing that, you know, we'd gotten this far. We'd spent all this time uh, being excited for the match between two, two heavyweights who were very evenly matched. And to see a veteran like that, to see Dean turn his back on a friend just to try and win the gold. Uh, it, it just, it, it was shocking. It really was. And uh, it just goes to show you how much that heavyweight title means to the, all these guys in Russell Strong Dojo that Dean was willing to do that. You know what, Sean? Um, there's a saying, not all heroes wear capes. Um, although, the, although, look, the person that was going to save us towards the end of this episode. He does occasionally wear a cape, does he not? Yep, yep. Part of his entrance garb. Go figure. I guess he was watching out back and could not have what he saw. So El Masarible, music hits. He comes down with a coin of chance, takes, takes his opportunity. He takes his chance. And I'll tell you what, he did pretty well because Dean absolutely nailed him. I think his frustration was still boiling over. And what did we see at the end of that there, Elliot? We saw the potato de morte hit. Very good. Potato de morte. Potato de morte. And uh, look, this was a very quick match. This match was 13 seconds. Uh, so, as, yeah, that's, hey, look, you know, this match, you know, like after the frustrations that we saw between Dean and Adam, um, with just the way that it went down for the hero to show up, um, uh, you know, one of our favorite wrestlers, old Al Mastrible, uh, to come down and do what he did to save us all from the disappointment. Um, Al Mast, if you're listening, thank you very much for, for sending us away happy towards the end of that episode. Yeah, it's uh, well, it wasn't just you happy there, Elliot. It seemed El Mass was quite uh, quite impressed with his efforts there. I mean, the gold straight up in the air, straight over his shoulder. But not only was he passionate about winning, speaking about passionate, that was the most passionate I've seen Dean Draven, and it wasn't in the uh, nicest way. I mean, 
Dean grabbed that mic, banjo by his side, Lido by the other, and he was incensed. He looked, <laughs> he'd gone to that all that trouble to snatch the belt away from Adam Fakar, only for it to be gr- taken straight back out of his grasp in in under thirty seconds. So he's put the challenge forward to El Masterible. I want to see what happens because. As we saw with Adam and Dean in the ring, these guys, they've also got history. They've been in the ring before. I want to see it again. Big boys, big matches, title on the line. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited too. And you're right. Dean was, um, he even took it out on a friend of mine who was in the, uh, who was watching in the crowd. Uh, young How Nick. Um, calling with WWE, Mark. Like, seriously, mate, you're really tough. But um, shame on you. You thought you could win the title the way you did, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for all of us, uh, the hero, Almas, was able to, um, as I said, send us away happy. And here's the thing, Sean, I was looking at numbers for Dean Draven um, with some of these long title reigns that he's had. He's had title reigns that have gone 994 days, 764 days, 350 days, 254 days, 252 days. Well... He's had a title reign now that lasted less than 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I don't see him trying to put that one on his resume. <laughs> but, uh, well, what goes around comes around. If you want to try and cheat the system uh, and you want to try and throw a surprise up of your own, don't be shocked when it comes back to bite you in the ass. Oh, sorry, when it comes back to bite you in the behind. Yeah, Sean, listen, I've got a, got a list uh, to go through to you of um, what do these all have in common. We've got Jess Fox, the Pender of Panthers, Pat Cummins, and now Almas Treble, a, a resident of Penrith. What a year it has been for the Penrith area. I heard it was so well received in the Penrith area that they decided to have Elmas Treble with the Panthers during their, uh, their bus tour. Um, it was incredible. Unfortunately, none of us could tell that El Masterible was in there because his mask was obviously off and celebrating with the Panthers. But hey, champions hang around. Champions recognize champions. So well done to the Penrith area. Well done to the Panthers. Well done to Jess Fox. Well done to Pat Cummins. And well done to our new WrestleStrong Dojo heavyweight champion, El Masterible. Yeah, what a way to uh, finish this episode of the podcast as well. A great show, had its downs, um, but thankfully it had a very big up. Uh, so just as we leave, Sean, you got any last thoughts on uh, this episode of Rest of Strong Mojo? No, the, my only thoughts were, uh, as in season three so far, this is probably my most favourite in-ring competitive, competitive episode. Uh it had twists, it had turns, and at least after a look like we're all going to be uh, a little down for a week, we've all been able to go home happy. Yeah, and so that ends this episode of the podcast. Um, Sean, thank you very much for joining me again, and for anyone listening, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Elliot, and uh, we'll speak to you guys next week. Catch you next week. <laughs>